0: Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm delighted you could join us. My intention in doing this show is to provide information insight, and comfort to people around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We have several callers on hold, so let's get started, and, uh, and then we'll, I'll read some questions from people that have submitted some questions that have been chosen. Uh, they were submitted online. So our first caller is Kiki, I believe. Kiki, hi, are you with us? Hi, Miss Julie. Hi, Kiks. How are you?
2: Good. How are you?
1: Good. Tell everybody where you're calling from.
2: I'm calling from Connecticut, far, far away.
1: Okay, Connecticut. Well, good. Did you have a question for me?
2: I did. It's kind of an easier one, but we've been. my family's been facing troubles with it lately. Okay, Um uh, our, my grandpa, my dad's dad, actually just went through eye surgery where he lost sight in his right eye. Oh, no. And he was blind in both for about two weeks. Oh, wow. And two days ago, thank God, he got his sight back in his left eye for sure. But he's been very silent. When he was blind in both eyes, he didn't talk, didn't walk, wouldn't watch TV, like even listen to it, nothing. And even since he got his sight back, we expected him to be a little bit more upbeat, and none of us can kind of break him. He's still silent. Okay. What's his name? Mike Melanopy.
1: Mike. Okay. All right. Michael. Does he go by Mike or Michael? Michael. Okay. So what I'm going to do, Kiki, is I'm going to connect to you. And I have a laser beam that will go from me. I'm here in Birmingham, Alabama. So it's going to go northeast up to you in Connecticut. And I'm going to connect to you. And then I'm going to connect to him. And I'll ask his permission if I can scan him. Sometimes I get a no. Most of the time, I'll get a yes. I'll tell him psychically I'm with you, and uh, and see if he gives that to me. If not, if he doesn't want me to scan him, all is not lost because we can ask him questions, so I can communicate with them psychically. Okay, so let okay. me get you on my radar. And this line, this laser beam line, looks like the line on an etch a sketch. Have you ever seen an etch-a-sketch? Do you ever play with one of those when you were little? Maybe.
2: Yes, many times. Or maybe since you've been grown. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: um, okay. So, laser beams going northeast. I'm connected to you. Okay, I've got him. All right. Okay, he's telling me no. He doesn't want me to scan him. So I honor that. I don't walk around scanning people. I turn it on and off at will, and I believe it's an ethical thing. So, but we can ask him questions. <clears throat> Excuse me. What give me some questions and I'll give you what I get answer-wise. Um,
2: what can we do to make this process a little more comfortable for him?
1: He's saying leave me alone. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> has he been kind of
1: cranky he's
2: been very cranky very cranky
1: okay let's see um, so let's let's figure out why he's so cranky he says you're all hovering over him and it's driving him nuts it
2: makes a lot of sense um,
1: he sounds like he's really a character because he's saying I'm going to heal in my own damn time and my own damn way
2: <laughs> sounds like, like something he would say Yes, he he's a
1: comedian when he's feeling great. So. Okay, all right. Um, I said, is there anything your family can do for you? And he, and he just keeps saying, no, just tell him to leave me alone. Um, all right, how can they let you know they care? I know they care. I love them dearly. I just need some space, is what he's saying. Um,
2: does that help? It does. Is there anything can you ask him that he would need from me? Because I'm heading back to school tomorrow, and I, I won't see him until Christmas. So
1: he wants you to call him periodically.
2: Okay. Can so uh, perhaps
1: you can give him a call. Do you have time to go see him tomorrow?
2: Yeah, he only lives three miles away. I was going to tonight, but it was
1: getting kind of late. Why don't you call him tonight and ask him if you can come visit him in the morning because that would give him some time. And then uh, see what he says. And whatever he says, honor that. Tell him you're going back to school and uh, honor that. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks for calling, Kiki. Have a safe trip. Anytime. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Our next caller is Garrett, I believe. Garrett. Hi, are you with us?
3: Hi, I am.
1: Well, good. Garrett, tell everybody where you're calling from.
3: Uh, Washington State, just a bit north of Portland.
1: Okay. Terrific. Well, thanks for joining us this evening. Do you have a question Thank you. for me?
3: I do. It's a bit of a medical one. Okay. Uh, Just the past several weeks, I've suddenly started experiencing a lot of skin problems, just kind of random rash breakouts and sores, and I haven't had them before. Huh. And I would hope you could tell me what's causing them, if I can do anything to prevent it or even treat it.
1: Okay. Do they itch, Garrett, or are they just... A lot. I I mean, are they? did you get into poison ivy or something?
3: Not that I know of. Okay.
1: Any other symptoms?
3: Um, Mostly just my skin. I haven't had any fever or anything associated with it. Okay.
1: All right. I'm going to connect to you. Again, my laser beam looks like the line on an Etch-A-Sketch, but it's lit up. It's coming from me here in Alabama. It's going northwest to you up near Portland. Got you on my radar. Okay. You need way more fat. Garrett. You need to pound the organic olive oil. Put it on vegetables. Put it on your salad. Do stuff like that. Eat avocado. You need you, your body's just lacking in, in healthy organic fat. Buy organic avocados. Eat a couple of them a day. Do you like avocado? Uh,
3: I've just recently started getting a taste for them.
1: Okay. If nothing else, eat guac. Do you like guacamole? I do. Okay, so mush them up and make guac out of it. But you need, your body is missing um, omega-3s. And the best way to get that is in olive oil, but be sure it's organic. And, and it, olive oil has all kinds of different tastes. So what mm-hmm. you may want to try is, is pouring olive oil on a salad, eat a couple salads a day, and then maybe squeezing some lemon on it and use a little sea salt. And that'll be, it's a really good dressing, but be sure you get organic. Okay. The other thing is you may want to look into um, some other omega-3 supplements. And I recommend staying away from the fish oil because they have mercury in it. A lot of it, a lot of them, most of Uh, them, Um, but you can get plant-based fish oil it's not fish oil, plant-based oh. oil that's organic. Go on Amazon and and uh, do a search on organic plant-based omega-3s. And they have several different brands on Amazon that are very affordable. Take a couple of those capsules a day, olive oil, um, coconut oil, and avocado. Olives, too. You know, if you eat organic, be sure everything's organic, Garrett, but organic mm-hmm. olives. Do you like olives?
3: Uh, I haven't had them in years, so maybe I do now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good answer. Well, you can cut them up and put them on your salad or, you know, put them in food or something like that. You're just, you just need some fat. And they, and this kind of fat okay. won't make you fat. It's going to keep you healthy and it's going to help with your skin issues.
3: Okay. All right. Almost none of that's in my diet. So well, there you go. Maybe that's the component i Give I'm it missing. a
1: try. It's easy and it's cheap. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling. Appreciate you joining Thank us you this so evening. Much.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. You Bye-bye. All right. Let's take another caller. And I believe this is Linda. Hi, Linda. Are you
4: with uh, us? Yes, I am. Hi there. Thanks for See joining me? us. Thank you.
1: You bet. Um, my question is... from. I beg your pardon? Tell everybody where you're calling from.
4: Oh, I'm uh, I'm from Midland, Texas.
1: Well, thanks for joining us.
4: Um, my question is, um, my mom lived with me the last 10 years of her life, mm-hmm. and she was an absolutely wonderful person. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody was crazy about her, and she was so uplifting and such uh, she was just she was just terrific and about six months after she died, I had this wonderful dream where she was in the kitchen at the breakfast table and we had this wonderful conversation um, I mean and it was so realistic and it was so comforting um, but since then I have not had anything like that, and um, I just wonder why I haven't had anything like that, and if there's anything I can do to facilitate um something similar to that, mhm, like in other words, you want
1: to know that she's around you,
4: yeah, yeah yeah, okay. I do okay, that would just be really wonderful,
1: yeah, well, first of all. That dream that you had wasn't a dream; it was a visit. Yeah,
4: when it's well, that, yeah, that's what I think
1: too. Yeah, when it's that clear, and you can almost feel it, and the colors are crisp, and the it's like all your senses are on full alert. That's a that's a visit from somebody who is has passed, and that's their spirit coming to visit you. So chalk that up. Congratulations on your intuitive abilities that you were able to perceive that and to remember it because most of us don't remember our dreams. So when we have visits and we think they're dreams, that's a way that spirits can communicate with us in dreams. You know, my gosh, it's all throughout the Bible. You know, angels are appearing in yeah. dreams or whomever. And they, that everybody has psychic ability and intuitive abilities. So congratulations for paying attention to that. What we can do, Linda, is we can ask her questions. My guess is she's probably giving you signs that you're maybe not necessarily paying attention to because you're envisioning she's going to connect with you in, a, in some way that is not happening. Um, so, That would be my thought. If you're game for that, let me get her on my radar. I'll connect to you, and then I'll get her, and let's ask her some questions. What's her name? Kitty. Kitty. Like a kitty Mm -hmm. cat? (laughs) K-I-T-T-Y?
4: Right, right.
1: All right. I think of Guys and Dolls, the play, the Kitty Cat Cafe which was one of my favorite <laughs> plays. All right, so I'm connecting to you. Again, my laser beam looks like the line on an Etch-A-Sketch, it but it's lit up. got you. All right, she's standing to your right. And um, do you ever, she's telling me that she's always sending you the scent of her perfume. Did she wear a certain perfume that you would recognize? Um,
4: <clears throat> yeah, she wore um de uh, Okay. Perfume, and Did I you, still have some of it.
1: Do you ever smell it when you're just out doing your normal life? Do you ever smell it, and does it make you think of uh, her?
4: I don't really have a very strong sense of smell anymore.
1: Okay, well, we need to tell her to come up with a different different um, methodology. <laughs> yeah,
4: different way to get too through to me. <laughs> okay. But I mean, I always gave that to her. Yeah. When uh, when she was alive, so I can understand why she might think that was a good way to get through to me.
1: Yeah, perfume, our our um, olfactory sense is a huge memory sense for all of us. Yeah, and
4: that so, was always a special thing between us. So I yeah. can see why she might think that yeah. was.
1: Yeah, my son when he was in. Oh, probably about the fifth grade, Jonathan, I picked him up at school in the carpool lane and he got in the car and he said, Mom, I smelled Nana's perfume today when I was taking a math test. And my mom had died maybe uh, oh. four months before that. And I said, well, Nana was just letting you know she was there helping you with your math test. So that's really <laughs> a common thing is we'll smell Perfume from a deceased loved one and it will make us think of them. That's a way they communicate. Let me see, Miss Kitty, what else she has to say with food. Um, she's telling me the aroma with food. Is there certain food that she liked to eat or that she made for you that was kind of a comfort food? Again, it's
4: this smell thing, again, though. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I can think of is that. Um, she ate a Danish every single morning for years, and so we always made sure she had a Danish every morning.
1: So when you she see really Danish, that you much. think of her? Oh,
4: uh, absolutely. Okay. And um, when my grandchildren were just here, and we had to stay at the hotel one night, and they wanted a Danish, and we said that was just like Grammy. There so. you go. That's yeah. the way she's
1: communicating yep. to you that she's around. Yep. What is a way that you would like
4: for her to show you that she's around? Um, I, I don't know. That visit that I had was just so incredible. You know, it's anything else kind of pales in comparison.
1: Okay, so you would know, you I, like for her to come to you more in a dream state again?
4: Oh. Absolutely.
1: Okay. That right. would be phenomenal. Okay. Let's ask her. <laughs> she's She has sense of humor. She said, um, I come to her in dreams all the time. She just doesn't remember them. So yeah, I'm right. sure that's
4: true. So yeah. I'm she, sure that's
1: true. If you do something, okay, she's telling me she's going to turn on the lights. <laughs> so <laughs>
4: You know, that ought to work. That ought to do it. <laughs>
1: if you're, in the, if, if it's the middle of the night, Linda, and all of a sudden the lights go on, don't think you got a burglar in there. I know that's Kitty. <laughs> just know it's your mama coming to visit you. So I hope those any, Anything,
4: any way she wants to do it, I'll, okay. I'll take it. All right.
1: Well, email me <laughs> and let me know what happens.
4: <laughs> I will. Okay. I will. Thank you Thank very you much. All.
1: You bet. Take care. <laughs> Right now. Okay. Bye. Okay. That was hilarious. Well, when we do this, obviously, it's every Thursday night, and uh, we tape the show on Thursday nights, and it's at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. If you're driving, here's the phone number, uh, 605-562-3140. The access code is 533677 pound. What I meant to say, if you're driving, don't write this down. If you're if you're someplace where you can write it down, write write down 6055623140 access code 533677 pound. If you're driving, go on my website askjulieryan.com and on the homepage at the bottom of the homepage is all this information for call-in information. Also. When if you want to download the podcast, it's available usually on Saturdays. You can go again to askJulieRyan dot com and click on the tab that says podcast radio show and you can download it there either on your phone or on your laptop or desktop or iPad or whatever you like to do. Also, when you're there, sign up for my newsletter. That's a weekly blog that comes out, and it's usually a story that somebody, a question that somebody has submitted online. And at the bottom of that um, blog posting that will come to you in the email, I send those out on Wednesday mornings, and it has all this call-in information in case you want to join us on a call. So let's let's read a question from somebody who submitted a, a question online through the website. And this is from Judy from Miami, Florida, and she said, Hi, Julie. I met a man a few months ago. We worked together briefly, and we experienced extremes of famously getting along to completely frustrating one another and disagreeing. We stay in touch sporadically now, although I would love to have him in my life. It's fairly easy for me to move on when things don't work out, but he's still very much in my thoughts. Sometimes when I first wake up, I see his face, and I know that's my subconscious at work. There's an intense attraction mentally, spiritually, physically, but neither one of us seems to have the courage to step up. Is this a past-life connection? Will we ever connect in this lifetime in a relationship? Thanks for your help. And here's my response. Hi, Judy. Yes, this is a past life connection. Actually, a connection from 73 past lives together. And yes, at this moment in time, it's highly probable you'll connect in this lifetime in a romantic relationship. Now, remember, everything in the future is subject to change because of the many variables at play, the least of which is free will. Having said that, if this man's in your thoughts as much as you say, I believe it's a sign for you to take action. What would happen if you told him about your question and my answer that may just break the ice and be the catalyst needed to get the two of you together? What's the worst thing that can happen? If If he rejects you, you'll most likely be reunited in your next lifetimes anyway. I say, go for it. I thought that was a great question that Judy asked. And we all have many, many, many past lives. Our spirits incarnate, our spirits uh, come to this life and all of our lives to have the human experience. And when I'm working with somebody on past lives, it's fascinating because I always get dates and places and times and people. And, and a lot of times we can Google what I'm getting and there will be historic notations um, online about the, the dates and the times these different people lived. It's really fascinating. By the way, too, our DNA has memory, and, um, and that's where the past life memory comes in. It's in our DNA, which I always think is really interesting. So let's take another caller, and uh, let's see. I believe this is Brent. Hi, Brent. Are you with us?
5: Yes. How are you? Hi,
1: Brent. Great. How are you doing this evening?
5: Oh, I'm Awesome.
1: Terrific! Tell everybody where you're calling from. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Got a question for me?
5: Yes, I do. I was looking for another checkup scan to see how my progress is going, and if you see anything else cropping up, or you know, just making sure I'm I'm on I'm on track. I'm 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 working hard at this thing.
1: Oh, terrific! Brent, tell everybody, give everybody a Reader's Digest version of what's going on with you <laughs> medically. And, and what we okay. covered, the two of us.
5: Sure, sure. Um, well, it used I, well, I have brain cramp now. Um, I had a virus all over my body. Um, you said there's a liver issue, uh, overactive, and something else. Forget it what it was. And there's a couple other things that I'm dealing with that you haven't mentioned yet. So I'm just curious as to. If, if I'm getting rid of the other things, so I can get on the other ones.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, everybody. Brent came to me through the website. Brent, I think you heard me on an interview, right? And um, called and you booked an appointment with me on through the website, right? Is, am I remembering? Uh, no, we actually haven't had
5: a formal appointment. I, I was actually on your first show.
1: My first um, show, And I, okay. I, know, I
5: know Jules, and so That's you it. know I, I like to support my fellow LOA people. Okay. So I hang out and I support.
1: Okay, terrific. LOA, for those of you that are are not familiar with it, is Law of Attraction Radio. And uh, that's how Brent and I got connected because he heard me on Law of Attraction Radio. So, all right, Brent, I'm getting you on my radar. You are full of inflammation, my man. What are you doing? Goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, let me get the inflammation calmed down. How I do that, what it looks like to me is um, there's this blue gel and it's kind of a royal blue color and when that gets applied to somebody's energy field it will lessen the inflammation let me get underneath all the redness inflammation just looks red to me and um and then i can see what's going on all right it's your liver still your liver is is still not detoxing right all right i want you to go get a book and it's called detoxification it's by sydney baker md did i tell you about this already
5: not that one. No. Okay.
1: Sidney Baker, MD, he was a professor at, I believe, Yale and Princeton medical schools. He's been practicing for decades. He talks about how to detox the body naturally, and has tons and tons and tons of experience and is a walking encyclopedia for research. So you can get it online. Um, Detoxification, I believe he's listed as Sydney M. Baker, MD. And you can even Google him and you'll find um, his book. I know when we spoke last, Brent, you said that you were eating an organic diet that was um, primarily vegetables and um grass fed beef and stuff like that. So are you drinking any alcohol?
5: No, ma'am. Okay. I, well, I I am I'm working on detoxing. I've been taking a probiotics and a probiotic um detox uh um,
4: yeah.
5: uh mixture and I was curious if that was what the if if what you're seeing is that I'm detoxing and it's not going fast enough or
1: No, it's not. It's not. You're not hmm. the stuff you're doing's not working as far as detoxing. Um, some of the foods <laughs> that you can eat, uh, and you'll learn this in Dr. Baker's book, and, and if these are really easy, just chop them up and put them on your salad, are organic cilantro, organic parsley, and any of the sh- cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, that kind of jazz. Be sure it's all organic, but your, it's not working what you're doing. I think you need to tweak
5: it. Cool. Thank you very much.
1: You bet. Thanks for joining us. Good luck. You're on the mend, yes, though. No. You look better than the first few times I saw you. So you're, you're on the mend. So keep at it. Thanks for All right. joining you us. To you. Take care, Brent. Bye now. Yes, All right. Let's see who else is with us. Uh, how about Cindy? Hi, Cindy. Are you with us? I am.
6: Hi, Julie. Hi I'm there. I'm in Birmingham.
1: Well, thanks for I joining us.
6: Well, thank you. It's good to hear you. And I was talking to Catherine, and we have a question about my mom who we talked about before, but she passed away suddenly, okay. and we had talked to her the night before she passed away, and found her the next day, unfortunately. But we never knew why she passed away. We okay. were too distraught, I guess, to have a autopsy. And we just, you know, couldn't really deal with it. So I want to know if there's an underlying issue that we should be concerned about. Or if she'll tell you what caused her death. Okay. Tell me
1: her name. And please. I'm sorry
6: that's such a sad question. But no, no,
1: no. It's, it's fine.
6: That is really kind
1: of haunted all of us. Sure. And tell everybody who Catherine is.
6: She's my daughter. Okay. My daughter.
1: And what is your mom's name? What's Ruby. her first name? I'm sorry. Ruby. Ruby. R- Ruby. Ruby, like the gem? Uh-huh. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get, I'm going to get you. Uh, okay. She's standing to your right. You're on my radar. She's standing to your right. <coughs> Excuse me. All righty. Miss Ruby, heart attack. Did you have an autopsy? We did not. All right. She's telling me she died of a heart attack. Okay. Is that feasible? Did she have heart issues that you knew of?
6: Not that any of us knew of.
1: Did she? she where Where a, did you find her?
6: At her back door. She was clearly going to the hospital or going to her car And we think it was probably early morning hours or middle of the night, but we never knew what it was. We thought it might be an asthma attack.
1: She told me she had severe chest pain and um, she thought about calling the ambulance, but she didn't want to bother anybody. Does that sound like her? Sounds
6: exactly like her.
1: Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm asking her if she suffered. No. She's with you all the time. She's with your children, she's with your grandchildren. Do you have grandchildren? Yes. Okay. And she wanted a she wanted a fast exit. She didn't want anybody hovering over her to the point of um Kiki what that first caller uh, I think so often our our um loved ones who are older, they're so used to taking care of us that the thought of having to be taken care of is just really hard for them to stomach. So a Trust lot me, of she would have been
6: the world's worst patient.
1: Okay. So that so that there's a correlation there with what she's telling me. Do you have any well, other you. do you have any other questions for her? While we've got her um, on the radar? Yes. I have
6: one. Um, okay. My uncle, who is like a second father to me, um, it's his birthday today. Had he lived, he would have been 90 years old. And I just want to know that they're all together.
1: Tell me his name, Cindy. Ralph, Uncle Ralph. Ralph. Ruby and Ralph. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds like a movie script, doesn't it? Ralph- right. Well, Ralph- there
6: were a bunch of Ruby and Ralph Kelly.
1: I love it. Okay. So, did he have another wife besides your mom?
6: No, this was her brother. Her brother. It's her uncle. It okay. would be her brother. Rudy did he have more,
1: more than one wife?
6: No. Right. He was married to Aunt Janie for many, many years. you tell telling me he's with all of his wives. <laughs> well, he's surrounded by a lot of women. That's for okay. sure.
1: Did he call, like, some of the other women that were around him? Did he did he tease about, these are all my wives?
6: Well, he has he has four daughters. Okay. And two other um, nieces that were like daughters. And then, of course, my mother and his other sister. He was surrounded by women.
1: All right. Did he ever make a joke, I'm surrounded by all these women and they're like all my wives?
6: <laughs> well, I don't remember him saying that, but I'm sure he felt like that
1: often. Okay. That's what he's telling me. Um He's with his sisters. He's surrounded by
6: sisters in heaven, I'm sure.
1: Yes. And he wants me to tell you that your mother's behaving. (laughs) (laughs) He was a character, wasn't he? Yes, he was
6: quite a character.
1: Okay, I can tell. It's funny because spirits will come up with, things like that, like I'm, I'm surrounded by all my wives when he only had one and your mother's behaving. And they do that so that I can communicate to you what they're telling me so that you'll know that it's really them. okay. But yeah. interestingly enough, when somebody transitions their personality stays with their body. The spirit is just pure love and light and pure energy. But oftentimes when I'm talking to a spirit, they'll, they'll be really funny or they'll tell me things that would really identify um, with somebody that would know them, would have known them when they were alive. And it's just to let you know that he's really talking to me and he's really there and he's really giving you this information. Okay. That's cool. so. Okay. Thank, thank you, you for right. joining us this evening. Really appreciate it. And hello to hello to your daughter, Catherine. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye now. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a ten year warranty. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code Julie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. Okay, let's read another online question. And it's similar to the one that, um, that Cindy just asked about and it's, Uh, Let me find it here. R.C. from New Orleans, Louisiana, said, Hi, Julie. My mother died in September of 1990 at the age of 65. She fell and hit the corner of the cedar chest in her bedroom, and her death was not discovered for four days. How did my mother die? Did she suffer? And was there anything she wanted me to know? And here's my response. Hi, RC. My condolences on the loss of your mother. After doing a replay of your mother's death, I believe she died of a massive heart attack. Well, that's interesting because we just got the same thing from Cindy. She told me she didn't suffer because she immediately went unconscious when she collapsed at the foot of the cedar chest. Your mom also told me she chose to die unexpectedly because she didn't want to burden you with having to take care of her. She also wanted you to know that her spirit is always with you, watching over you. Well, again, that correlates a lot with Cindy's mom, Ruby, <clears throat> that she didn't want to be a burden to anybody, and she died of a massive heart attack. We decide, we all decide when we're going to go. All of us have heard stories uh, of people who stood by their loved ones' bedside. They were there for weeks, days months, whatever, and they got up to go get a drink of water and they left the room and their loved one died while they were out of the room. I mean, we've all heard many, many stories like that. So remember, when somebody dies very suddenly or they die in an accident or some kind of a tragedy, things we see on the news all those people are deciding to go at that moment when they go. It's all a conscious decision. So um, keep that in mind for going forward as you have loved ones who pass on. um, Hopefully that'll give you some comfort in knowing that information. Our next caller, I believe, is John. Hi, John. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, John. Thanks for joining us this evening. Where are you calling from? I I'm from Bozeman, Montana. Montana, big sky. Yeah. Terrific, beautiful country. Um, do you have a question for us?
7: I do. Um, uh, it's kind of twofold. Okay. Um, so backstory, um, I lost my father uh, to suicide back in 2008. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, three years prior to that, um, we didn't speak, we didn't communicate, nothing. We had a... Uh, um, pretty bad breakup, I guess you could say, in okay. which my uncle likes to say I gave him a dose of his own medicine.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, but, uh, um, obviously hearing the news of his demise was, uh, not well accepted by myself. I've struggled with it for the years since, um, uh, living in Bozeman, Montana, I'm an outdoorsy guy, rock climbing, mountain biking, uh, fly fishing, snowboarding, these, these are activities that benefit my sanity. And I discovered that early in life, and uh, I, it was because of my father that I discovered it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, back in April of 2015, uh, upon turning 40, I wanted to do something epic. And so I came up with this idea of a bicycle ride across my home state of Texas, a 1,000 miles on a bicycle. I uh-huh. uh, wanted to do it um, partly to celebrate turning 40, uh, um, but also partly to honor my father um, and, and as well start my own idea, nonprofit idea of Armadillo Adventures.
1: <laughs> okay. I love that. So
7: um, uh, knowing that it would, you know, somewhat kind of, uh, we were both stubborn individuals, and I was an only child. Uh, grew up just he and I.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, so um, about 150 miles into this ride, I was smashed uh, by a van at 70 miles an hour. Oh, my. Um, The picture from it is what is most epic because everybody I've shown the picture to since, and, of course, people during the day were like, how is this person even walking and standing and talking before us right now? My trailer, my bicycle, I mean, I got ran over at 70 miles an hour.
1: Oh, wow. So you're a miracle to even be alive.
7: Definitely, for sure. Um, And it re-edifies my my faith in life, and it re-edifies a lot of things. Um, but obviously, the last year's had its ups and downs.
1: So do you have um, a question about that bike ride? Or
7: My question regarding the bike ride is twofold. One, is he responsible for me walking yes. away that day? Yes.
1: Yes and was two, coming in before you even got the question out. Yes, absolutely. And my legs are vibrating like crazy. They're going, Bleh. so that's confirmation. When I get that a kinesthetic response like that. And when the answer's coming through before the question's even out, that's a huge yes. Yes, absolutely. What's the second well, the,
7: question? Well, the second question is <laughs> what am I to expect from the claim, the insurance claim? You know, there's, you know, so many facets to it. I'm not dealing with a lawyer. I'm trying to handle it on my own, Um and I've I've gotten uh, a lot of great help, a lot of help along the way. Obviously, there's still help to go along the way, uh, more so from emotionally for me. Um, so that's kind of my other question: is what am I to expect from this claim? What kind of, not necessarily financial number, but what do I need to do to, to finalize and finish this and move on?
1: You need to hire an attorney and hire him on a retainer. Um, uh, let me see what he's saying. Uh, okay. negotiate. He's saying negotiate a retainer, um, that you'll pay him up to a certain amount, and then he'll go on a percentage of whatever the award is. And he's telling me that there are really good attorneys who will negotiate with you on that because you have such a strong case. But he's, he's very strong in his opinion of you need to have an attorney handle this. Okay. Have you been told that before? Uh,
7: Yes. And he actually, um, one of his uh, friends growing up, one of his high school friends who I'm close to the family is an attorney uh, and has kind of been helping me and advising me a little bit along the way. Um, but I just haven't full-on committed to just giving
1: it to them. And- and he's saying you need a personal injury attorney, and, he, and he, he just said this, and he said it very sternly, he said, quit messing around with this. Get an attorney that knows what they're doing. Get a personal injury attorney who's got a really good track record negotiated deal where you give him a retainer up to a certain amount, and then everything comes out of the, the um, whatever the award is. So I hope that helps. Does that help, John?
7: It does. It does, actually.
1: Good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this evening, and good luck with that.
7: Thank you. I appreciate it, John.
1: Okay. Take care. Good night. All right. Let me read another... Email that was sent in another question. This comes from Deborah in San Antonio, Texas. And she wrote, Hi, Julie, my beloved dog passed away a few weeks ago, and I miss him so much. I would like to know if he's okay. And if there's anything else I should know. Thank you for your help. And here's my response. Hi, Deborah. My condolences on the loss of your dog. It always amazes me how painful losing a beloved pet can be. He is fabulous, and his spirit is with you. I was shown a scene of his spirit right next to you while you were outside, and one of his spirit tucked into the curvature of your bent legs while you were sleeping. And by the way, he wants you to, quote, check the shelf. I have no idea what that means, but hopefully Deborah will know what that means. Um, this dog wants her to check the shelf. By the way, there is a pet heaven. There's, you know, you see pet cemeteries. There are pet heavens. There is a pet heaven, and uh, that's when. Um, where pets go when they die, and they are with us in spirit in this lifetime and also when we transition. One more quick question from online. Danny from Glendale, California asked, Hi, Julie. The past few days I can't seem to shake this nausea. It's been difficult to be a passenger in a car. feels like I'm getting car sick. As soon as I get out of the car, I'm fine. After a while, it comes back. I've taken anti nausea medicine and it works for a couple of hours, and then I'm back to being on the verge of trying not to throw up. What do I do? And here's my response Hi, Danny. Sounds like it's been a rough week for you. When scanning you, I saw a lot of inflammation in your abdomen. Once I got it calmed down, I could see that the walls of your stomach were coated in a layer of excessive calcium. It looks like a hardened bone-colored coating with a chalky consistency. I believe you may have a condition called hypercalcemia. The Mayo Clinic website says hypercalcemia symptoms can include stomach upset, nausea, vomiting, and constipation, and be caused by a number of factors ranging from medicines, supplements, and other medical conditions. Although I cleared out the excessive calcium from your stomach, your body looks like it's continuing to produce more. I suggest consulting with your doctor on what's causing your symptoms and how to best heal yourself. Hope you feel better soon. I don't think this is a life or death situation, but I think it could be really serious for Danny. So I hope that she um, goes to see her doctor and does some research on this hypercalcemia and uh, gets to the bottom of what's causing this and what's going on. Now, let's take another caller. Hi there. This is Julie. Who's this? Six, seven, eight, a six, seven, eight number. Are you with me? Let's see. Six, seven, eight number. Hi, are you with me? Hello? Hit star six. You might be on mute. See if that works. Hello? All right. Well, I'll put you on mute and I'll come back to you. Let's see. How Can you
8: hear me? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Hi, this is Julie. Who's this? This is Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Tell
1: everybody where you're calling from.
8: I'm calling from Utah.
1: Okay, terrific. Well, thanks for joining us this evening. Did you have a question yeah, for
8: Yeah, I do. Um, about a year ago, I kind of lost my voice, and it's been kind of hoarse. And I've gone to different doctors, and you know had a scope done down my throat, and he they say everything's fine, but my voice still is very uh it's coarse all the uh-huh. time
2: uh-huh.
8: and to the point where I can't even like even if I wanted to sing in the car, I can't. <laughs>
1: You're sounding like Brenda Vaccaro, the actress. Are you too young yes. to remember her? <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh no. Okay. All right. She she's an actress with a really hoarse voice. Okay. Oh, is she? Yeah. So do you have any pain with it at all?
8: Uh I don't.
1: Okay. It's just hoarse. And it sounds like it's it's kind yeah. of annoying.
8: Yeah, it is. Are, I, you, a,
1: are you a professional I, singer?
8: No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My husband said, why are you so worried about it? Do you have a singing career I don't know about? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird because my voice used to be kind of high. My grandma always used to say I had kind of a high, shrill voice. Uh huh. And now it's just. It sounds like I've got a cold all the time.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, all right. Let me get you on my radar, and let me look at okay. your throat, and let's see what's going on. So my laser beam's going from me in Alabama, and it's going northwest to you in Utah. Okay, gotcha. All right. Ah, uh, okay. You, your throat is, um, it's dark. It's it's like the energy isn't turned on. In your throat, Um, when I shoot energy from your feet up through the top of your head, it's almost like from your chin to your collarbones is um, is dark. It's not it's not connected. So and there's a big rip in the middle of it. It okay, rip, let me let me back up a little bit. Our energy fields all that's our spirit, our energy field, and it looks like if you look at old masters paintings of saints and Jesus and the Virgin Mary and whomever, they sometimes have a halo around their whole body. Yeah. And what that is, is that I believe those old painters back in the day, Leonardo da Vinci and all those guys, they could see people's energy fields. And that's why they put the halos around people when they were painting them. And then through all of the hundreds of years since then, we just think, oh, that's a holy person because I got a halo around them. Well, all of us are holy, I guess, because we all have halos around us. That's our energy field. Right. But Heidi, the energy field has a membrane, outer membrane lining to it, and it's the consistency of saran wrap. If you hold Mm -hmm. a piece of saran wrap real tightly and you poke your finger through it, it has a little bit of a rubbery feel to it. Yeah. So when I see a tear in somebody's energy field, it always... Means That there's some kind of an emotional trauma that's happened either in this lifetime or a past lifetime and that there's an energy leak there. In your case, it's over where your throat is. It's in the front. It's vertical. It's the whole length of your throat and um, and it's just it's a vertical tear in that membrane of your energy field. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot energy up from your feet, up through the top of your head and see, yeah, it's just streaming out of there. It would be like if you had a balloon either filled with air or water and it had a tear in it, you know, the water or the air would would leak out of it. So it wouldn't perform optimally. So what I'm going to do is um, go, I'm going to dive into that, that tear, and see if I can come up with what happened and when it happened. I do this on -on one-on-one consults. There are three phases, Heidi. There's the diagnosis phase, and then I always watch a healing occur. And then the third Uh thing that solidifies Uh the healing is we repair whatever the tear in the energy field is. So in your case, I'm going to go inside of it. Okay, you're seven. Something happened when you were seven. Let me see. But you're with your maternal grandmother. You're at her home. Was your maternal grandmother alive when you were seven?
8: Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Did you... I see you baking cookies with her. Did you burn your hand or something getting trays of cookies out of the oven? Do you have any memory of that?
8: Um, I don't. Okay. You, I do have a burn on my hand, but it's not from... Baking cookies.
1: All right. Well, you burned yourself when you were young. Mm-hmm. With your grandmother, you were baking something. She had cookies in the oven. I can see them. And, mm-hmm. um, and you burned yourself and you screamed. So these emotional traumas can be something really benign, like somebody said something mean about you in the third grade. <laughs> or you yeah. know, it can be something really serious, like you were mugged or something. And, and wow. it is wild, but I know when we 've hit on the right thing because it starts to repair, so that energy tear in the front of your throat is repairing, and it 's being sutured with energetic suture i I spent a lot of time in surgery i've invented surgical devices that are sold throughout the world, so I have watched for decades what they do in surgery and unlike when you get a um, you get stitches in the emergency room, you know how they 'll go through and they'll tie each one off in a knot individually.
4: This is right.
1: more like a run, what I would call a running stitch that you would see in the hem of a pair of pants or a dress or something like that. Okay, So it's okay. being stitched. Now there's energetic gauze being put on top of it. Now it's being lasered in place. Okay. I'm going to shoot energy from your feet up through the top of your head. Again, you lit up like a Christmas tree. So, my guess is there's a real good chance that your body's going to be able to heal itself now, because Katie, when there's an energy leak like that, um, the body's not getting what it needs from an energy standpoint. Um, have you ever heard of acupressure or acupuncture? Yeah. And the chi that it tries to fix, there's a break in the chi, or there's a there's some kind of blockage in the energy flow. You know, it's ancient, ancient um, Oriental medicine, primarily in the Eastern medicine. That's what I see in the energy field. And there's always an emotional component that causes that leak or that hole. And it's always in place before disease or illness sets in. And in order to heal, we got to, we've got to do those three things. We've got to Diagnose. It's been my experience for over twenty years. Diagnose, then watch a healing occur. There's always some kind of healing that occurs, and then okay. fix where that energy leak is. So um, email me and let me know how okay. you're how you're feeling in the next okay. you know month or so. And my guess is you're gonna your voice is gonna come back.
8: Okay. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm pulling back because I've got. Lots of questions that could take up a whole show. Well so. <laughs>
1: we have a couple more minutes. Do you have a quick question? You're my last caller. Do you have a You
8: know, I do. Um my I my grandma and grandpa who are on my maternal grandma and grandpa uh-huh. they um they're they're both deceased and I was so close with them and I miss them so much, but in my dreams I'm constantly like At their house and um, doing stuff with them. Or my grandpa will say, oh, I wasn't really dead. I was just gone for a long time. And I just, you know, I just, it's really weird. And so I just kind of wondered if there's something... You know something with that going on well, and I apologize for the background. my nephew has been in and out of the car no oh,
1: that's, so. <laughs> that's fine hey, you know life happens um Heidi I yes. think, I think those dreams are visits from your grandparents like Linda, who we talked to earlier. I don't know if you had a chance yes, to listen I to did. my conversation with Linda when we When we dream, most of us don't remember our dreams, but if we dream Uh about somebody who's deceased that we loved dearly um, and we remember them and they feel so real, even if they don't make sense, like, you know, there may be some components to your dream that you think, well, that was bizarre. That just didn't make any sense at all. Um, Those are visits. Okay, so that's just your grandparents letting you know they're around you. They love you. They are watching over you and all your family members and um, and talk to them. You can talk to them at any moment. Here's how you do it. You ask them a question in your head. And the first thing that comes in your head as fast as you can snap your fingers is their response. If you think about the answer for more than a couple of seconds, that's your brain. Right. Okay. So well, practice... that's so neat
8: to know. Pardon me. I said that's so neat to know because I do I do dream about them often. Uh huh. Well, so...
1: well, we, you can do that with anybody who's passed, even animals who've passed. Oh. You can ask them a question, and it's the first thing that pops into your head, and it's like a muscle, Heidi. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Okay. OK, so start off with questions that are not life altering. <laughs> like right. you Well, know, right. I need to quit my yeah. job or do I need to move or whatever. Right. Um, right. Ask them questions that are simple. Should I eat? Is it in my and ask, is it in my best interest to? Because that encompasses right. all variables. So is it in my best interest to eat this piece of chocolate cake? Is it in my best okay. interest to turn left at this traffic light? Things like that. Okay, so make, okay. Them, make them easy, and then you're going to start getting validation on your answers. And, again, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it, the more accurate you're going to be.
8: Okay. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Okay. That so, makes uh, me happy. Good. <laughs> good. Well, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Really appreciate it. Yes,
8: thank and, you. And happy
1: 4th of July.
8: Yes, same to you. Thank Maybe. you so much.
1: Thanks, Heidi. Okay.
8: Bye now. Uh-huh.
1: Bye. So I hope everybody has a wonderful Fourth of July holiday weekend. Be safe. Have a ball. And thanks for joining us. Talk to you next week.
0: Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan